0: This is part two of the COVID-19 Improv Summit on the Globalization of Improv. It follows a conversation in part one, uh, interestingly enough, uh, where we had panelists from uh, all over the world talking about uh, the impact of globalization and their perspective on it uh, in the world of improv. And this continues that conversation. There is not really a separate topic. Uh, but there are a number of additional thoughts, and we do get into some new territory that I think was very valuable and impactful. So, I encourage you to uh, uh, listen in all the way through and uh, get those insights uh, along the way. So, let's get right into part two. So, we are we're back on uh, on this episode, and uh, we're just going to continue the conversation that we had, and we're going to start with Helena.
1: Yes. Uh, I wanted to add a perspective of COVID virus situation and also online improv, because earlier I couldn't mention it because I forgot. (laughs) So uh, Korea also had the early stage uh, with China. So we started COVID in January and nowadays, Nowadays, it's been four months, five months, and it's getting better and better. So I think this is a hope for worldwide people, because these days, for 10 days, we have less than 10 COVID virus patients right now. So we're starting, uh, slowly we are getting back to the normal life, not fully, but slowly, we started to uh, work outside and we go for work and small group gathering. So we started offline meeting, less than 10 people right now. It's uh, only just since last week because two, three weeks ago, we had an election and so many people voted and uh, experts predicted after voting date after two weeks there will be huge uh, coronavirus patients again but it turns out we have no one from the election situation we have no zero one so it's very good news for everybody, I think. So you guys will maybe come back for the normal life. I hope everyone you know, worldwide. And also during the four months, we really needed gathering people and we wanted to talk. So we started online as, as everyone did. So my feeling, my thoughts, about online improv is totally different genre, uh, I feel. So it's improv, of course, but very different. For example, when we were on stage, we cannot do the finger one, finger uh, face one, or we cannot do the zoom background, like Hawaii things, or Mars and Earth things. So we also created new forms uh, with online only. So it's also new uh, invention or new discovery for us. So I think this is a good point of view in this situation.
0: Helena, did, did um, did you meet with your improv team in person yet?
1: We met last week. It's been for a while, and last week was the first step. But still, we wear masks, and we use a we check our temperature. And we try to distance at least one meter, but it was hard, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would think that would be uh, an interesting way to come back. So, um well thank you for sharing sharing that. Um Felipe, um let's let's hear from you again.
2: Um I just want to, to talk a little bit about the experience of the virus here because it's uh, like Colombia is not a very rich country. So the, the main issues, more than the virus itself, is the economy. Uh, so there's a lot of people that uh, wouldn't take care, wouldn't stay home because they need to try to find the basics. They, they live from the daily Uh, money they earn selling stuff in the street for example or you know like so it's really interesting uh, the situation here so you can imagine how that affects all layers and uh, also um, it's very interesting how how it I've been thinking a lot about we as a species, yeah, mm-hmm. species—that's the word. Um, because humans are like the 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 creativity, how how it works. It it's um, a, like a reflect of how humans work. So, in in this situation, I've seen how from myself. It, it's been like, like, it exploded. I want to do a thousand things. I've been working on videos on in training and trying stuff with my improv group. We have rehearsals and we try stuff. Uh, and that's great because it's like how powerful it is uh, for humans to have the creativity and also when it goes to the dark side is very dangerous and we have uh, proofs of those things so yeah that in one side like i've been very as i told you very like i don't want to go in this online thing as soon as this started i got like a lot of messages like let's do this let's do this and (laughs) as joe said like First, I need to go inside and understand how I'm feeling about all these things. And then I will go out probably and, and do my stuff. Um, so I think it's very important to take the time to understand as humans, what is happening. And um, as a as a human, how, how this is affecting me, what is this making me think? and feel about life and, and hopefully how is changing me for, for better, no? Um, so yeah, I closed that idea there and just connecting to the past thing about uh, teaching and learning, uh, when Patty was speaking, I got this idea that it's, it's very important as teachers um, to be aware of teach people to learn you know like um, the typical thing don't give people fish teach them how to fish uh, but um, if you if you are able to teach people uh, to be open and to understand that what you're saying is just one point of view that you have developed and you have accumulated knowledge in that specific point of view or some or a mix. Uh, That point is as valid as any other point that you can find in the world. And uh, that point is just one. So I think that is really important. Like you're giving tools and then people can play with the tools, but you're not uh, saying any truth. It's just one point of view.
0: Just a personal question, Felipe. Do you find that it takes more energy um, to teach in this new format um, now that you have um, started doing it? Is it a harder thing, or is it uh is it the same um, easier
2: uh, i I think I haven't had enough experiences with this to answer that question uh, but I do know already that i miss uh, we are as Latin Americans we are very hugging persons and physical persons and so the only thing I can tell is that I miss uh, connections and being close to people and hugging people. I saw, I saw a study that suggests that when you're
0: looking at people on screen, and especially when you've got a number of people, it's disconcerting in the sense that there's so many more uh, things to pay attention to as opposed to in improv, you want to focus typically on your scene partner and you have that one-to-one connection. Well, now we're having a one-to-many connection and we don't have these other things. So um, it's, a, it, it's a new thing. So uh, let's go to Patty and then uh, then we'll go to Joe after.
3: Thanks. Um, a couple of things uh, bubbling up. Um, so to, to follow a little bit on what Felipe was just saying about teachers, um, I really think, you know, it's our job to kind of inspire thought. So to provide tools, but inspire thought and questioning. Our job as a teacher isn't to come in and give the absolutes. Um, It might be your personal discovery. It might be your code that you follow. It might be the way you work, but it shouldn't be the overall defined the way everyone should. And and I think that's, you know, really important in improvisation and teaching in general. Uh, If we can inspire our students to be curious and to question, and then to take what we've shared and apply it, use it, explore it in their own way, I think that provides a healthier community than coming in and saying, follow my 10 rules, because this is what I'm going to tell you what to do doesn't mean that you can't be passionate about what you do, doesn't mean that you don't, you, you can't come in and say, I believe this. Because I think a passionate teacher is a great teacher, but a passionate teacher should also be open to be questioned and to have um, other opinions in the room. Um, so that, that on the, the teaching front. Um, on the teaching online front or being online or performing online There are a lot of possibilities. It's a new toy. It's a new tool. And I think it's really serving a function like right now, you know, how many different countries are having a conversation right now. But I do think conversation and connection are different and we're having a conversation right now and I feel connected in thoughts and ideas and words, but I don't feel the connection of space. This is not a space. This is a a bubble of time. This is not a shared space for me personally. Um, And when I'm teaching, I really rely on on looking at the body language of people. Who's comfortable? Who's present? uh, Who's feeling a bit uncomfortable or awkward? Where's the fear? Um, Who's connecting? Where's the inspiration? Um, That is such an important component of our work is embracing the individuality of every student. You know, who a person is, is your first offer as a teacher. And through this, I'm getting a small component of that information. Now, I can still use it, I'm, so I'm not trying to be critical of the new tool, I'm just being aware that this tool is very different. Online is not theater. And a lot of the improvisation techniques that we have are about performance live performance. So we are using tools in one area differently, and that's fine. However, I do want to say to the improvisers out there that are going, I don't like this. This is not my thing. I'm feeling really conflicted, compromised, but everybody's saying it's great, we can connect, we can play, it's wonderful. It's okay if it's not your wonderful. Um, you're not a bad improviser because this is difficult. You are not, a, you haven't failed as an improviser because you're having a hard time adjusting to this or you don't want to adjust to this. <laughs> um, people have different relationships with technology and there's different generations of people with technology for some people, online social has been the way they've communicated since a very young age. For other people, it's still new. And there are so many different platforms of communication. You know, so it's okay if this isn't your thing. You're not failing as an improviser. You are still a part of the community. Um, some people don't have the technology to be able to use this. So as we look at creating uh, open spaces and inclusive spaces for people in theater, we also have to look at this as being inclusive. And part of that inclusiveness is there are some people right now that are gonna be sitting on the sidelines and they are still welcome and they are still included and it's absolutely fine because this can be exhausting.
1: That's all.
4: And Joe there's just a couple of things i think i'll first extract what i think patty said just to boil down one piece of that is, is it's not a this isn't the same same sense of connection for for many of us including me but this is a form of connection and then for some people who are used to connecting in this way, whether they're introvert or visual learner or whatever, this, this could very well be connection for them. But for those of us that are kinesthetic and that like to, need to be in the same room and have our intuition come into play, um, uh, I wouldn't say it's not, this is just different. I definitely can connect in a way here. Um, an example I would give about the difference because I see Kaiza here, is uh the first time we got to play together as a duo was in a, a comedy sports match in uh connecticut and so it was kaiza and i against a team of uh four younger women and we really had never played together uh but we we've loved each other since we've met and our energy is our energy and we have that thing that is real life in person people who have kinesthetic connection and our set just killed and we ended up doing a song a cappella and it was great but the 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 different example is <clears throat> that team challenged us in 30 seconds to make them cry and we did and it's because they were two people who loved each other who had no other choice but to break up and to part and that distance and that kinesthetic experience that being in the same room made them cry, especially the person that suggested it. And I don't think you could do that online. <clears throat> it doesn't make online worse, it just makes it not appropriate for that form of theater, for that suggestion, that whatever. And so, per, and there are some people who are absolutely allowed to not want to give that suggestion, take that suggestion, cry because Kaisa and I made them cry, that can also not be your thing. But for us, that is clearly our thing. Uh, And and so that's, uh, I would just offer that up as just a, a piece of dynamic that I'm personally missing. Where teaching online is concerned, well, let me back up and just say, I've always for a long time, and actually since Patty and I started playing together almost 10 years ago, have made it a point to say, I, I'm going to teach you a way to improvise, but I'm not going to teach you the way to improvise. And to Felipe's point about helping people learn, if I can show you a way to improvise and then make that or help make that accessible to the different ways that people learn here, then I'm helping people learn to fish without saying this is how you fish. Um, And then in the online thing, um, because yes, I, uh, Zheng Zhang said, you know, Hey, do you want to teach a thing? And we talked a little bit about it. I had to figure out what it was that this thing was. And I had to start with what is this instead of what is, what have I been doing for 40 years? Okay. What is this delivery system? What am I passionate about in terms of how I play here? And there are, uh, there's just a lot of things I wasn't, They it wasn't obvious to me what it was that I would be passionate about playing here. Um, but to John's point, you know, I said this in in the in our first thing, it was like, it's about human connection. And whether it's about, hey, I want to get back to, I want to get with people that are all going to have a barbecue, they're all going to cook out, and we're going to do that thing here that we might do in real life. Um, or Will Luera in Sarasota is having like a campfire and he, he has a, a, a computer outside and there's a campfire and he has people in and we have a campfire. Like that's something like, oh, I could do that if I didn't live in Chicago and you never knew what the weather was gonna be. Um, but I, I think it's, a, a, we can show people a way to learn. And I think if we're going to be teachers online, the advice would be like, figure out what about this given can have us be passionate to give who we are into this, uh, and and not think about I'm going to teach what I'm missing because it's it's somewhere else. And there's my thoughts. Yeah. Um, one I, I don't know if this is uh,
0: if this is uh, true or not, um, but looking at who is participating and who isn't on an individual level is so varied. But it strikes me that there are a lot more folks who may not have had as as much opportunity or um, presence or respect in their communities who are stepping forward now. Um, This is not a complete thought, but I feel like it's worth paying attention to whether we gave the right amount of space to people in our communities. And now that there is a new medium and new space that they're taking advantage of it. And um, I don't think it's just based on who's comfortable or not or who this is harder for mentally or not. I think there's, that's a lot of it. Maybe that's most of it. But um, I, I feel like there's something there to pay attention to. Um, maybe I'm off. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll let it sit. You guys can tell me whether you think uh, <laughs> I'm way off
4: base or not. But, um, can let's I say uh, one more quick thing? Yeah. Um, and, and that is uh, one thing that I, I love doing when I travel internationally is playing but also teaching where people who who have a different mother tongue play a scene together in their in their home language yeah. and it's and part of what it is is we don't need to speak each other's verbal language or somebody said it was a transcript it's brilliant we don't need to speak each other's personal language to understand each other if we're paying attention to each other through love and on a human level we can get the nature of what we're communicating about on a human level. And I'm not so sure, or I'm not inspired to try that online yet. Thank you for letting me put that in. Sure, sure. All
0: right, Nick, let's, uh, we'll go to you, Kaisa, and then Shang.
5: Okay, uh, thanks. Well, uh, I, I think I actually, I, I might just pick straight up on uh, what you said there, Wit. Um, So, uh, because another thing about our Imprevention Festival that delighted me, uh, kind of unexpectedly, was because we had mainly mixer shows and and shows that people had learnt from directors from workshops uh, in in that show. People, uh, there there was always one or two cast members, uh, perhaps from a bigger city that had been they're good improvisers, but they've been overlooked for for central ensembles and things like that. But people coming from overseas, great directors from overseas, they, they don't know who these people are. They've just decided on their cast for a show from what they've seen in the workshop or, or who's come along. And so uh, what I can say is I took great delight in, in seeing those sorts of people get get selected by a, a, a Joe or a Felipe or a uh, Patty and, uh and then be in a great show with with all these known people do a great job well i'll tell you what when they went back to their hometown then then they were in the main ensemble uh, so uh, w- we can uh pretty quickly so so uh I think you're you're absolutely right that no matter how uh giving and sharing we think uh we are, there is a part of uh uh nature's and company nature uh that is uh protective and and delays uh progress for some people that could could have progress faster uh, and so I guess yeah one of the great things about where we find ourselves at this moment is uh, it's, it's a little bit of an equalizer again uh, for people to, to appear. So uh, I think, yeah, we need to embrace that. Uh, I fall a little bit into uh, the, the uh, Felipe category of, ah, uh, I feel like if I go online to teach uh, it's, it's just not going to be as good a product as face-to-face and that I've, I've been so um, uh, obsessed, well, not obsessed, uh, yes, obsessed. Uh, but uh, I, I feel like most of what I've been working towards is face-to-face, human connection, uh, live, almost in response to where society was going, uh, becoming more of a screen culture, people forgetting how to talk to each other and so on. And and now we've got to um, reverse that. So I'm still trying to work out how to embrace the new uh, uh, opportunities. So uh, one thing that happened actually was uh, that our local government here in my region of Australia uh, created some, Uh, small grants for artists to say, well, if we just gave you some money in this difficult time, how would you spend your time? You know, you can use it for your living expenses. You don't have to propose a project, but what would you do? And uh, so I, I applied for that and decided that, look, what I will do actually, and am doing is taking a step back rather than rushing to put, what I normally do or what first comes to mind onto the screen, uh, to take a step back and, and go, well, let's use this time. Let's consult with some, uh, video people. Um, let's consult with, uh, some online course people, uh, and, and try to work out well, what is, uh, a genuinely high quality useful product that I can, uh, put online. So I'll be much slower than uh, most people getting it up. But, uh, I I'm hopeful that it, this isn't going to go away, this online learning thing. Uh, so, uh, I'm hopeful that at least in my untechy uh, uh, situation that I will, uh, improve what I can present that way. But it also got me thinking about how we come out of this, because I still feel extremely passionate about the human to human connection, uh, how, how we learn to uh, become vulnerable and intimate with each other and uh, uh, consensual in that and respecting each other face to face. And it strikes me that our world is upside down now uh, in terms of what we're told is what is healthy to do. Here in Australia and and certainly in my city uh, uh, over summer, we were blanketed in bushfire smoke. Uh, And so we were told, okay, here's the healthy thing to do. Stay indoors, never go outside and sit on your butt, uh, not doing much so that you don't have to breathe too much. Uh, that, That was the new healthy instead of go outside and exercise. And now the new healthy with very, very strong uh, advertising and pushing is stay away from each other, maintain a distance, try not to breathe on anyone by, by you know, talking at them too close and so on. Um, and already you can see people's behavioral change when you do see them face to face. So when we come back to the face to face environment, We're going to have more people even more anxious about being uh, uh, vulnerably connected to each other. Even more people who are uh, afraid of uh, uh, touch and, uh, and so on. And so I'm not proposing that I have particular answers to that, but I'm saying that's an area that I really want to work on too in this time. How do we come out of this zone and uh, help people again, readjust to that face-to-face thing that that we love as well as embracing the online thing. And as a final final thing I just wanted to say, uh, we talked a lot about um, embracing the change and the differences from other cultures uh, to learn from them. And we also talked about what what seems to be the opposite of uh, maintaining your own culture and not letting go of that in the face of what seems to be strong influences. I just want to close by saying i i think I think they 're the same thing because if you learn from one other influence, two maybe three other influences, yes you you can have this feeling of of being uh, inadequate, a fraud, learning from something bigger than yourself, but if you get enough different influences coming in and and that's just how you think, I love to get different influences, I love my processes to be challenged, then eventually it comes to the question, wait a minute, well, well who am I as an improviser? And eventually your answer becomes, well, well, I'm okay, and these are the things about me or my culture or my group that are actually different. You end up answering that question uh, and your acceptance from being involved in shows in different languages with people that you don't understand and uh, all of these types of experiences that we've talked about and and nothing goes wrong, you're accepted, leads you to discover your own strength as an improviser, leads you to discover that you do have your own identity and leads you to have the confidence to put forward your own identity. So my message to improvisers listening is you, you do have a cultural identity. You You may not see it because you've grown up with it. It just seems something normal perhaps boring to you but it's it's there and by engaging and exposing yourself to all these different cultures and influences you you might rediscover what's interesting about you that you can present to us and that we need to hear from you
0: very nice um I'll just note in in the chat and just to kind of piggyback on a a piece of what you said, Nick, Uh, um, we have a role now, I think as improvisers to help people through this time, we will have a role afterwards. And uh, Felipe uh, mentioned that we can be helpful uh, on the way back in reconnecting with people. Uh, Very true. Very, um, uh, very good words. Um, Kaiza let's uh, let's move to you.
6: Yes.
7: Um, uh, one thing that came to mind from what Nick was just saying right now is like hopefully partially it's also when we have been away from each other physically for so long there is the need to be uh, together so maybe even some of the I was one of my students said at some point maybe our culture will change somehow and the cheek kisses will become a thing in Finland which is absolutely not the thing at the moment and I thought that that was wonderful to think about maybe it changes the way like we miss each other's physical presences so maybe that is also partially can be a wonderful beautiful thing and we can be helpful in that for sure. A few more things that came to my mind from all of this someone was really someone was writing about the fact that when you meet people on zoom or or on other kind of platform like this everyone is high status the whole time and I thought that it was a very interesting idea of like we are looking at each other's faces the whole time and it's here on the and that can be very draining that can be very very tiring as well so um, then I wanted to say when people were saying like they started like, okay, I need this time to think first what is happening and how I'm feeling about it and then slowly getting into it. I think that to me it has been the opposite way and I also want to say to other people that it's okay also if it goes in a way that, that first you're like, okay, let's do this, let's, let's change this, let's go into this thing and yes, be curious, change everything and then slowly you're like, oh, this is exhausting. I'm, I'm tired. I can't do this. And that is also completely okay. The way you are feeling about everything that's going on in the world and the way it affects you is okay. So I want to put that out there as well as like, and we're living in a situation where we probably in this way have never been before. And it's okay to feel the way you, you feel about it. Um, one more thing that uh, I think, at least um, Joe was mentioning about the closeness um, and that kind of intimacy and Patty as well about whether it's being together or if it's just a a time where we are sharing or having a discussion, right? Uh, I, I, I got to teach a workshop on the ImproFest online Thing that they're doing in Germany uh, or everywhere in the world, I guess, uh, but that they're hosting from there, and so I I wanted to try how it is uh, when the topic of the workshop is closeness and intimacy online. And I thought that it was quite interesting to see how, because we were actually looking at it from the perspective of like, we are now globally in a situation where we cannot be physically close, even to those people, to a lot of those people that we would like to be, our families or our, our friends or our loved ones. And I thought that it was really interesting to see, see, to see how people want it that connection and how they would apply that to the situation that we are at the moment. Uh, And how um, we are, even in my real life, uh, I usually tend to see my family, my siblings, my my parents, uh, people in our family, maybe two times a year, if it's a good year (laughs) that we all get together. And this has made me, and I believe a lot of other people as well, wanting to see and be con- in connection with other people more than maybe in our busy day-to-day lives normally. And I'm truly hoping that that is something that will continue to be. So after this, because we're going to enter into a world which I, I believe that will not be the same normal world that we were in before, but instead it's going to be a new version of the world. And if we as humans don't completely um, beat it up, uh, then we will be part of it in the future as well. And what will remain is this need for connection and this need for being in contact with other people. And as Felipe was saying, we will be able to do that with with improv, uh, to have that uh, connection with each other. And because through that and through this experience as well, empathy, I think, is one of the Biggest things and the biggest slogans of this whole, whole thing, um, and I think that probably I have said everything that I was supposed to say at this point. So thank you very much.
0: <laughs> you did it right, Kaiser <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Cheng. Uh, let's go to Cheng Sven, and then uh, John will close with you.
6: Uh, thank you i think uh, uh i think the fact is that uh, uh we cannot come back to a normal life uh after this coronavirus is gone uh so whatever it is and we go along with that and the way uh we are uh, uh all the artists uh, uh making the arts is that uh, it would be like uh, synchronizing with the way uh, people live in their life so i would think uh really a uh, digital life, like uh, we are living uh, like a digital world. Therefore, like also we have uh, like a teenagers grow up, adult, uh, adults. So how would, li- how would they social- socialize their life or do the collection between the human being? That would impact how we make the improvisation or the art form towards that, no matter what it is. Uh, I would think at this moment, the more people we are engaging, the more ideas will come out. The new solution will come from there. I think uh, we would trust uh, how would that be in the future and uh, stick to the fact that uh, we cannot come back to normal life. Like uh, We are trying to normalize it. By keeping on doing what we are doing, like uh, we are meeting together, like what also the uh, Nick uh, mentioned that maybe there's a different behavior when I meet together, or we are still like uh, hesitated in the heart, like uh, we are wearing the masks, or we're not, or we have this kind of habit, or we are keeping a social distance, or we are not keeping that or like a Philippa, like we are like uh, hugging each other or we mm, Well, think about that. <laughs> so that's very tiny and subtle things we would uh, consider. Uh, I, I think something different uh, other than that, uh, as an improviser and a, or improv teachers, I think, um, mm, I think we would uh, uh, really uh, like maybe uh, pay attention on that. Something very uh uh uh, something like uh uh, we are in a way we are changing ourselves and uh, we are like uh, uh, at the same time we are impacting the others. So what that would be, and uh, well, I think it's very curious. (laughs) It's very curious. (laughs) Let's see. There might be new opportunities. Uh, might be more like uh. Doors opened to all of us. Just let's see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sven, let's uh, let's go to you. Thank you.
8: Yeah, I I wanted to uh, uh, say two things. Uh, one regarding the, the 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 impro online thing, and the other one regarding language. And I think Helena also wants to say something about it. Uh, I I, di- I didn't see you mention her, so I would i love to hear what she has to say. Um, To me, this is a temporary thing, the whole online, the whole corona thing. I have a very strong belief in science, in in all the doctors. I think they will find a cure and then later a vaccine, and this is just a temporary thing. And we can just go back to normal. Um, And for me, that means I have the chance to do other stuff I want to do. Spend more time with family. uh, um, Like I said, do chores around the house. So I'm I'm very happy with all the improvisers that are doing all these improv things. Great, do it, have fun with it. Uh, Not for me, not right now. If this will go on for like five years, I'll probably change my mind. But maybe I'll just do something completely different. Uh, I don't know yet. Um, But you know, I'll see. uh, I'll just see when we get there. Um, um, What I do notice that um, for me it's harder to stay connected online things because I think it's a chance to listen better because I'm not every time someone's saying, Oh yeah, I got to add this to it. Um, and at the same time, if someone speaks for too long, uh, my mind just wanders off and I'm somewhere else. Um, so that makes it harder. Um, also, I think that normally I like teachers that are more facilitated than teachers in, um, real workshops. So not just saying, this is what I have to bring and this is the way you should do it. And I think there's a risk of doing it online where you become more of a teacher that just states things because it's harder to feel the room to interact with it. So I think that's a challenge. Um, and I wouldn't know how to do that for myself. So that's hard. Um, so th- these are my points regarding the, the improv online. I'm very happy that people are trying all this stuff out and <laughs> well, maybe I'll join you later, not for now. Um, But I also wanted to say something about language. Um, um, I think there is a strong um, North American uh, influence uh, in improv. And it's their second, it's your, their uh, first language. It's not my first language. And, And research shows that if you speak in a different language, you actually have a different personality because my mind is not as fast. Um, uh, I don't know the right words, So maybe I'm a bit more shy than, I'm, than I am in Dutch. So part of my culture gets lost. And I think the risk is that if I get taught by people who teach in English, that my English improviser takes it with me. But then when I do my Dutch improvisation, I don't take it with me. So there's a, the transfer might be different. Um, and also the other way around. So what I do in, in Dutch improv, uh, I might not bring to the table when I do it in, uh, in English. And I feel that there might be a risk, um, where we all get kind of the same, um, US Canada style improv when we are at festivals because the English is English is the the language there. Um, And I don't have a solution to it, but I would love for people to really stick to their own culture and somehow uh, bring that along when they speak uh, English, when they do it in a different language. So, like, Kaiser, I would love to see your dark Finnish shows. And I, I, I noticed that I find it hard to bring my Dutch improv style into English. So... Uh, I really hope the people that go around teaching a lot really take this in, into account because that, that is very important to me because I love the different cultures, the different styles of improv from all around the world. So please don't become all the same.
5: Please don't.
0: <laughs> that is it for me. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, important observation in terms of when it is not your first language that you are learning from and experiencing. And that is something that, um, in the U S and Canada that we don't have as much exposure to. You think about the, the, the strong history in Latin America in Spanish speaking and Portuguese and all of these influences that typically have been consumed by us to the extent it's happened in English you know what can we do is there going to be a technological leap that will allow for that translation to happen so that it's more you know first language to first language in the ear um just like zoom is only so good of technologically um getting us connected maybe it'll be better if we can hologram each other one of these days or something i don't know um in the interest of time let's go to john and then we will give helena uh, the capper, um, on what she has. So go ahead, John.
9: Perfect. Um, and I got a couple of notes. Um, one is uh, 50 cent is posting like crazy on Instagram. Check that out. Uh, I also wanted to say, um, uh, about the, man, there's so many good things, but one thing I, I just want to come back to, I guess what I said at the top was this is, uh, selfishly, but also like long-term, it's going to teach us about who we are individually and and how we relate to other people as a definer uh, rather than you know what we do or, or you know all these classic things that kind of or what specific or what country we're from as a definer of like who we are as a person we can kind of start to think beyond that um what i'm excited i guess i'm excited about is uh is is for the people like you, were, you started to hint at it the people that were not involved uh, before, or were on the peripheral, or were just kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, they wanted, they've done a couple of jams, but now they are active, and I, I couldn't be more happier, because they found a way to make it comfortable for them. I think um, that's an opportunity, like Felipe was saying, that we can all be of service to each other in some way, we can connect people, we can just be of service by giving people attention, uh, to just say like, hey, I see you, I hear you, let's do this jam, and that's a a big deal and it offers a lot of value uh, and I think that's a really cool thing the other part that is so good is I am so curious and I'm uh and I was so like how am I going to get on the ground floor to find out what's happening in so many different global issues one of them that I was curious about uh was the Africans in China how was I going to know about how the African you know the way it's portrayed on the news is one thing but I wanted to talk to somebody that was Chinese that was like in China real life day to day. What's this, their story? So I got on Tinder and I bought like a monthly account and I dropped my uh, little thing and I dropped it in Hong Kong and I started swiping. I uh, <laughs> And I can send you guys this, uh, the screenshots. I, I, I uh, got pretty lucky. I did all right. A couple of uh, people, but one woman also got on there for the same purpose was to link up with a black person or African person to say how wrong it was. That was her whole intention. And that was my whole intention too, was to just hear from somebody who is actually there, who is a human, who I know has, we have no, the only reason we're coming together is Tinder during the pandemic. So we're not gonna get together like that. So the whole purpose was really just to share uh, you know, our, our concerns about social justice issues. So I don't like, I feel like we have a shortcut right to the people in these places that we have these ideas of like oh they're from america they're like this oh they're from amsterdam they're probably we can just kind of like cut right to the people and, and make these like really interesting connections now if she was comfortable to do like a video chat i would love to have done that interview and then maybe have like another improvised team you know if i wanted to take that next step but the heart of it was that i was genuinely curious about a thing and thank you technology and thank you tinder Uh, that i was able to satisfy that (laughs) thank you joe (laughs) worldwide of sexy Worldwide, yes (laughs) well
0: i guess i guess that's uh we're gonna look for a sponsor now for this uh, (laughs) because that's quite a shout out to tinder it's it's connecting people on every level (laughs)
9: Yeah, it really is. And I guess not to get academic about it, but at the heart of it, I was able to like bypass all these borders and these fences and things that used to like hold me back personally from wanting to connect. And a lot of us here, we have the luxury of traveling or we know some people, you know, around the world that we can make these connections. But there's a lot of people in my community that don't. They know people in their city and that's it. Uh improv in their city, that's it. So there is a lot of value in, in making in, Making that, that that idea of humanity more and more crystal and clear because I think we have a general idea what that means, but we can make it more clear for ourselves. That's right.
0: it. Right, thank you. thank <laughs> you, Elena. Let's let's go to you and then and then we'll close.
1: Yep. Thank you for giving me chance and thanks, Ben, for saying the language is various things. Yeah, I really totally agree with your your opinion. I also use Korean and English. And also I started with English improv first and English teacher taught me improv. So I have two identities. I have an English improviser, I have a Korean improviser. I'm not saying characters. As an improviser, I'm very different as an English one and Korean one. My Korean team, info team watching me doing English performing, they say, whoa, is that Helena? It's different one, totally different. And maybe if you see my Korean version of improvising, totally different. And also I wanna say, I have experience, I use the mother tongue in front of international people, uh, twice. First, in Chicago, there were five weeks intensive and worldwide people gathering and 16 mother tongue we performed and every audience was all international. And that was magical time. They got us, they get sensing more than 70 or 80%. But in Manila festival, we performed in Korean in our team team performed in Korean in front of a uh, Filipinos audience so they didn't get it there were no laughing no uh, any reaction any reaction interaction was not there and after the show they came and asked what was the story about and why the death, death person came back and they didn't get it. So it was kind of, I felt like a dead performing. So it, it was very different. So after then I thought about it. The difference was audience, improviser's audience, I think they get it. They are more sensing, sensing very well. But non-improviser audience, if there are language difference or language barrier, it's really, really hard to get. That's my opinion. Thank
0: you. I think that's a a gift for for us to hear um, the reality of that, that haven't uh, taken that in, or um, thought about it as deeply as you were able to express. I wonder if there was a way to, to have that sort of that if you, your experience has been your mother tongue and English, how does it affect if you are able to have a third option? Does that, do those things come together more or do you have thir- three improvisers based on the languages you're exposed to? But uh, um, that's, that's a good word for anyone who, who teaches in their native language to someone who doesn't have that. Um, Felipe, you want to do a quick... Yeah,
2: yeah. Just, just a little thing because uh, I faced that as well in Spanish and English. And, and then my question was, is there a universal language? And for me, the, that's why I really moved into the physical work, the working without words. And... I've been very lucky to be able to perform in many different countries and and it's a thing because the only thing that we all humans have in common is the body. You know, it's a body and, and as actors is our main tool, uh, you know. So, yeah, just that.
0: Well, and as improvisers, uh, at least most of us have also used gibberish as a way to speak without language and commuting, com- communicating, whatever that, that, the, that emotional uh, expression is, uh, is another way where the language isn't uh, necessarily a barrier. All right, Patty, I'm, we're, gonna, we're gonna see how this goes here. Yeah, no, go
3: ahead. Adding with Felipe, the one thing that we have as humans is our body and our emotions.
0: Well, let's uh, go in that online world and hopefully post-quarantine when we are able to be together, to be physically present and emotionally present and humanly present as much as we can apart from each other in our little rectangles and hopefully very soon in whatever shape the world (laughs) looks like after this. Um, Thank you to all of you. Thank you to those of you who are in part one who had to drop off for so many reasons um but uh uh these are great people to connect with and uh i i'm very excited to have all these new friends around the world too so thank you and uh thanks again for participating Thanks to all the panelists who participated in this uh, conversation, really rich conversation, a lot of things to think about and uh, chew on. And frankly, I think a lot to reflect on, not just now in this moment, but down the road, just think through as we uh, practice this craft together um, or as we find people coming online more, if you will, um, in the future. Uh, Let's do globalization of improv uh, in in a way that is uh, affirming and inclusive and broadening while also um, holding true to who we are along the way. Uh, I've been your host on this and the Improv Comedy Connection podcast, where you can also find the other conversations on the COVID-19 Improv Summit. Uh, We'll have one more recording session dealing with uh, with this topic, and I'll kind of leave it for that. Um, but uh, it has been a privilege to be a part of organizing this. Uh, If you'd like more information on it, you can go to connection.com. The podcast is everywhere you find podcasts, and we do have this uh, produced on video as well if you'd like to see this or other episodes uh, in in the series. I've been your host, Whit Schiller. I'm an improviser out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I look forward
1: to seeing you again. And again, thanks to all of our great panelists.